everyone. Welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, a new episode will come out every weekend and will have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel you all, the audience, may enjoy. Okay, so before we talk what today's episode is about, I do have to preface that the episode I was going to do is being postponed because I didn't get the amount of data to support one full episode. So I'm going to postpone it about a week or two. Now, let's discuss this week's episode. This week's episode, we're talking the NFL trade deadline. What I'm going to be doing is splitting up into two sections. First section, listing off players and perfect destinations. And then the section the second section that we'll be doing is focusing more on discussing maybe fact or fiction stuff and then also giving my opinions and discussing what the trade deadline will be more and more like. So we're going to take a look into that kind of realm and some background about this as well looking into the trade deadline. That's not till this upcoming Tuesday, same night as election night. But let's go ahead and get right on into things. All right, so here are, here are things going to go. What I'm going to do is I am going to say a player's name, and then we're, I'm going to talk compensation that the team could get out of the player, and then where I think their best destination is, and then we'll move on to the next player. Let's start in Washington and that quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. Well, ever since he's been benched, and not only been benched to second, but to third, there have been uh, rumors swirling about Haskins maybe being on the move and being on the outs of Washington. Well, that seems more than likely more and more likely to happen. And here's why. News recently has come out that if he's open for a fresh start and teams are open to trade him or open to trade for him, Washington will pull the trigger. Now, compensation is not going to be great. I think they've just about did as poorly or as bad as Arizona has done with their Josh Rosen trade. So you're not going to get much out of Haskins. Keep in mind, they got a third out of Rosen. I don't even think they get a third out of Haskins. I think at best, maybe a fourth or a fifth. At worst, you don't trade him. There's no value for him. So, right about probably between a fifth, sixth, seventh is what, what you might be getting for Haskins. Now, his best destination, I think, is Pittsburgh, and here's why. He gets he gets to sit behind Big Ben. Now, let alone as soon as he's gotten here, he's he sat behind Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, Case Keenum, and now Kyle Allen. Not the best besides Alex Smith. Not the best group of people to be sitting behind at this point. So Haskins sitting behind Big Ben, big deal for Pittsburgh. Plus Pittsburgh can say we are set for the future. And saying, we don't need Mason Rudolph can be our three. Haskins is our two. We're ready to roll. Let's go. Now, let's stay in Washington for the next player in Ryan Kerrigan. Kerrigan, he's also been rumored to be on the trade block. Now, his uh, percentage of being on the field, percentage of snaps has gone down for over the years. Well, has gone down from last year. Obviously, since they've added Chase Young, they've 
been doing a lot of rotating on that defensive line. Well, from what I've heard, Kerrigan could provide a lot of value because he's still very effective on that defense. So what's that value? From what I've heard, it's been a third-round pick. Honestly, for Kerrigan, best-case scenario. Maybe Washington could sneak a second in there. Somehow they get a second. Who knows? But I think third's best case. So you're probably about to get maybe third, fourth, or fifth. Anything lower than that, I think, is that Washington definitely loses on that. Now, where do, where does Kerrigan go in my sense? Probably right in the right spot, Seattle. I know Seattle just got Carlos Dunlap, but they've been open about getting multiple pass rushers through this process. And Ryan Kerrigan is right, is the right person to do it. If they want to stay first in that division and not have to worry about Arizona or, or Los Angeles, pull the trigger. Get Ryan Kerrigan. Bring him in. You have two decent pass rushers. Let's stay in Washington yet again with Ryan Anderson, another guy who's been rumored to be on the trade block there. And you know what? Value, not going to be as good as Kerrigan. At best, in my mind, you're going to get a fourth because he's a young, solid pass rusher. Now, fifth, sixth, seventh, probably more likely, I think, in this sense, because he's not, he hasn't been quite effective on the defensive line as Kerrigan has in this scenario. So what kind of team would want a guy like Ryan Anderson? Well, either a team that's in desperate of a defensive line or linebacker starter or in need of some depth at those spots. Well, even though they traded for Marcus Golden recently, why not have him in Arizona? Here's why. They don't have the best defensive line. And that's they don't have the best defensive line in that division. That that obviously goes to the Rams. The 49ers had it, but then they had a whole bunch of injuries. But Arizona could get right back into the race and maybe compete for first to win this division with the addition of Anderson. Chandler Jones went down with an injury. They acquired Marcus Golden. Now you get a Ryan Anderson in there, another solid pass rusher for them, and get to get to those quarterbacks in that division and raise hell on defense. Now, speaking of defense, bit of shocker for a name that's been floated out is Stephon Gilmore, the corner out of New England. For him, compensation, you're probably looking at a, at multiple draft picks. I'm assuming multiple firsts and maybe a second, third, whatever. This could involve, at, at worst, three draft picks, maybe at best, four. New England could be very enticed to do that if that's the case. Now, in my mind, I think Gilmore fits, and probably his best destination is Minnesota if they decide to keep Harrison Smith. If they keep Harrison Smith, you have Anthony Harris, you add a Stephon Gilmore, that defense takes the next step, and now what you're trying to do is pressure those quarterbacks in that division to throw the ball to him, Harris, or Smith, forcing them to pick on that second corner, which now has time to take some time off take some work workload off and learn from a guy like Stefan Gilmore. Next up, a team that could maybe have a fire sale in Atlanta, shipping maybe Matt Ryan and Julio Jones off. Let's start with Matt Ryan. This is interesting because Ryan, in my mind, is a good quarterback, and he's played very well this year. And we've seen that they've had leads, and like the Falcons have done over the last couple of years, they've choked those leads. But let's be real, Matt Ryan's still playing to the best of his ability. Now, should Atlanta ship him out 
Put them in the best case scenario for them. Maybe a team that you gave up a lead to. But how much are you going to get out of him? Well, let's do this. Why not give up at least one first? Maybe multiple, but you know a first I think will be involved in this because he's good enough and can take this team to the next level in the Chicago Bears. Think about it. Chicago, over 500, second in the NFC North, and are kind of a shocker of this league. People are saying they are now pretenders. Make them contenders. Give them Matt Ryan. Give these receivers, give this offensive line a solid enough quarterback to keep y'all competing in that division. Now you have Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Aaron Rodgers in that division, and things are looking up for Chicago. Second player that a lot of people said in this fire so could generate a lot of value is Julio Jones, the receiver. Julio, quite like Matt Ryan and Stephon Gilmore, more than guarantees you're getting the first round out of him. Now, probably like Gilmore and Ryan, you're going to get multiple picks. I think even in those trades, you maybe get a player, which could be very intriguing for Atlanta and maybe even New England. Build towards the future, right? Well, speaking of New England, why not acquire a Julio Jones? Cam Newton's been struggling up there in New England. Edelman's a little, uh, Edelman is banged up. Jacoby Myers has been a go-to target for Cam, and well, it doesn't seem like Edelman and Cam were really getting, were really clicking together. Add a guy like Julio, Edelman can, you know, you don't have to worry about Edelman. Myers can be that too until Edelman comes back. And this team can compete maybe even with Buffalo for the East. And Cam can take a bit of a breather. Now, Olivier Vernon, coming from Cleveland, an edge rusher, I would say, value-wise, probably at best a fourth. You're probably going to get a fifth, sixth, or seventh for him, quite like Ryan Anderson. The guy has a big salary cap. That's why Cleveland's looking to ship him out, and he hasn't lived up to, to, to his contract that they've given him. So, why not trade him to Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay, already a tough, tough defense. You have Levante David. You have Devin White. Well, why not add to that defensive line in which you already have Vita Vea and the coming in soon? Try to get to those quarterbacks in, di- in that division. Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees. You put the pressure on those guys, your, their secondary has already been playing very well. Secondary ups their ante even more, and maybe you force more turnovers, making this team even more dangerous than they already are. Then, let's go receiver out of Houston, another team rumored to potentially have a fire sale, and wide receiver Will Fuller. With this, it's interesting, because Fuller not going to get quite the value that Julio Jones has. So, at best, maybe a second, third could be thrown in there, fourth. At worst, maybe a fifth, I think, in my mind. This guy's good enough to garner up those kind of picks. Well... I think it's about time Green Bay pulls the trigger and gets Aaron Rodgers another first-round wide receiver. You pull the trigger, you have him, Devontae Adams, you have Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who has had a couple of decent games, and Alan Lazard. Not too bad for, 
for Green Bay. And adding another weapon for Aaron Rodgers might be just a way to pull away in that division. Let's stay in that division for a player that could be shipped. And Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith, decent enough player. Well, let's talk this. Value. This is a guy that's probably going to garner a first. He's damn good. Maybe even a couple firsts. This trade is going to have a decent amount of picks. Now, best case scenario or best destination, I think, is Washington. Washington in desperate need of safety help. Free safety and strong safety. Add a guy like Harrison Smith in there, you can go ahead and ship Landon Collins off. Yes, he's hurt. You don't have to bring him back next year if that's the case. And here's the thing. Harrison Smith, think just a, not just a little bit, but he is better than Landon Collins, which enticing option for Washington if that's the case. But the price could be a little too steep. But if they get a solid, solid value out of Kerrigan, might not be. All right, we're gonna start firing through these uh, next couple guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Miami. He's been thrown around. We've had some people throw his name maybe towards Dallas and all that. I think maybe Denver. Denver makes the most sense. They do need a solid enough backup behind Drew Locke. We've seen Locke is very injury prone. I don't know if Rippin is necessarily their guy, even though he's played in lieu of Locke's injuries. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe you give up a fifth, six, maybe a fifth or six for, for a guy like that. Staying at quarterback Mitch Trubisky out of Chicago. Same kind of situation, I think, with Haskins, with Trubisky. He gets traded. He's going to go to the team that's going to be looking towards the future. Why not Tampa? Again, Chicago, probably going to do the same thing as Washington, get maybe a 5, 6, or 7 out of this in a draft. Golden Tate, um, value in, um, coming from the Giants. Value, probably, I would say, maybe 5th, 4th, 5th, or 6th. He's, he's a decent enough player. Ship him off to Indianapolis. Phil needs another weapon. Zach Ertz, disgruntled in Philadelphia. Tight end needs another another home. Well, gonna get a decent amount of value. I would say at least a fir- at least one first, maybe a couple seconds. Um, I would say at worst, it's maybe a third. But Zach Ertz, solid enough player to where I think Buffalo makes the call. If Buffalo does get him, it's great. You add another weapon there for for Josh Allen. And that's just for them to really pull away in the AFC East. Going to two Cincinnati Bengals, A.J. Green and John Ross. A.J. Green probably going to be getting a decent amount of value. Firsts, for sure. Seconds, maybe. Actually, first, maybe seconds, and eh, just, I think, maybe a little bit better than first. Maybe, th- I would say thirds for sure at this point for A.J. Green. Why not have Green Bay call up again for A.J. Green? If they can't get Fuller, why not try to get the talented A.J. Green? Him and Devontae Adams, hey, solid duo up there in Green Bay for Rodgers. John Ross, well, a team needs another receiver. This guy hasn't really necessarily lived up to his value um, from the from when he was taken in the draft. So why not go ahead and say, pull the trigger? I would say this guy not going to be much, maybe a fifth or a sixth, 
potentially a seventh. John Ross, Washington could be a fit. Add another speedster there. Add another receiver for whoever's going to be the quarterback there. Kyle Allen or whoever they take in this upcoming draft. Let's go. Let's stay in, in the NFC East. Let's go Evan Ingram as a potential trade target. Um, probably around probably seconds or thirds. I think there are very few players that will garnish, garnish a first-round pick. Evan Ingram, not one of those guys. Why not have Arizona call him up, get a solid weapon, another weapon there for Kyler Murray, and maybe get into about the same uh, play that Seattle's been in. Kenny Stills, wide receiver out of Houston. I think New England. New England gives up not a lot to get him. If they can't get Julio, get Kenny. Stills, fast guy. He's shorter. That seems to be kind of the trend in New England for those kind of receivers. So Kenny Stills would fit a weapon for Cam to go to if they don't if they decide to roll with him, if they eventually bench him, then Jared Stidham. But Kenny Stills, New England, makes sense to me. Brandon Cooks to the Jets, another Houston receiver. Jets do need some help. Yes, they have Crowder and Perriman. Both are injury-prone guys. They don't have solid enough options behind those two. Why not bring in Brandon Cooks, a speedster? The Jets, probably in about the same state as Kenny Stills, maybe a, f- maybe a fifth or a sixth, maybe a fourth, if you're desperate for a guy like Brandon Cooks. Geno Atkins, DT out of Cincinnati. Cincinnati just may give up two of their most tenured guys on the defensive line. Dunlap was disgruntled. They got rid of him in Seattle. Geno Atkins, older guy. He's a DT. Could get rid of him because they like Reader a lot. Why not ship him out to Denver? They need some D-line help. A D-tackle is one spot in particular. And you know what? Why not give up maybe a third or a fourth? The guy's that talented. I think Geno Atkins can garnish that kind of value. And then we'll talk Xavier Howard from Miami as well, the corner. I think there's one team that that's a contender that could use some cornerback help in Kansas City. I think Kansas City might be able to get away with this with maybe a fourth, fifth, maybe a third. I think that's best-case scenario for Miami. Okay, so that's just the first That's the first section. I know we said we'd do three, but I just, we're going to cut this down to two and – well, I'll discuss about maybe some fire sales and then um, what to expect at that deadline. Okay, so let's discuss this deadline. Every year, we get about the same hype as we are this year. And what happens, the hype, does it isn't there. There's never those big trades that happen at the deadline. There, there are some that do happen, like Jimmy G going to San Francisco, but there's not the uh, amount of superstars that go that every year that people speculate. A.J. Green, Ryan Kerrigan, Stephon Gilmore, right? Those trades never happen. And this year seems a little bit different. You know, at first there was a report that there's urgency to get trades done uh, up to the deadline, but also we haven't seen a lot. Uh, we have seen Yannick Ngakwe on the move, which has been um, very interesting, even though he was traded just before the season. 
and now he's traded yet again. So could we get trades like that? Trade deadline is usually very overhyped, so don't expect a lot of these moves to actually happen. Now, with that being said, if they do happen, it's because there's maybe the thought of, we're in a desperate win now, or we're in a desperate rebuild. We need to start doing this now. So, you know, the desperate rebuilds, you're probably looking at Atlanta, Houston, maybe Minnesota. And they're going to have fire. The rumors are fire sales. So trading most of their players while having some untouchables. Rumors for Houston is the untouchables are Deshaun Watson, Laramie Tunsil, uh, and maybe a couple other offensive linemen. Everyone else is available. David Johnson, uh, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, uh, J.J. Watt. You know, all those guys are available. I'm not expecting all those guys to be traded. I'm not expecting Houston to have a fire sale. Um, same with Atlanta. I'm not expecting Matt Ryan or Julio Jones to go. There were rumors. They've denied that. But we've all known that they've denied that teams have denied rumors and then the trade happens. And that's what this is. It's a it's a business and there's going to be leaks and uh, reports that are true, and yet they deny them, even though that they are very, very true. Like Cincinnati denied that John Ross has requested a uh, had requested a trade. Just comes out today as recording this that he comes out and says, "I have absolutely asked for a trade." So, anytime you hear that, don't think that that is necessarily true. Now, are all those guys that I listed in that last section going to be traded? Absolutely not. I don't expect Gilmore to be traded. I, that would be a huge shock to me. I don't expect Matt Ryan or Julio Jones to be traded. Harrison Smith is another guy I don't expect to be traded. And, you know, some of those speculated values were coming from myself, but that Kerrigan third-round pick was coming from people like Bleacher Report and maybe even ESPN and some of those media outlets. And you can't believe them either because they they always think they have the news right, they have this right, and it comes out being wrong. And I think a great example of this is we saw a trade recently. I think the Yannick Ngakwe one, it, it, there wasn't a lot of value coming from him. And we've seen um, a couple of other trades that have happened that, had low compensation. Carlos Dunlap, who was a great player, low compensation. And so that's where you're going to see, you're going to get hyped, but that's where things go. You know, I like I said, there are very few superstars that are traded midseason, and they, not, not a lot of them usually garnish, usually garnish a first-round pick. I think if Gilmore, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Harrison Smith, A.J. Green, like those guys get traded, they're going to garnish a first-round pick. Everybody else, don't get too hyped. You know, second-round picks, maybe for some. Third-round picks, more than likely. Nobody usually just uproots a first- or second-round pick for somebody, unless they're those players that I just named. So don't get too hyped. And like I said, trade deadline is usually quiet day of. Now, with it being COVID 
and them having to go through a couple days very well. There's a very good chance that we do see a good amount of trades happen. Are they going to be to these extents? Maybe, maybe not. I think there is urgency to get trades done, especially for teams that are injury-riddled or want to necessarily rebuild or start going into win-now mode. It's going to be, this is going to be the point to do it because a lot of people are going to be available and they need to add. I think Seattle is one of those teams that is going to need to add. And a lot, there's a lot of speculation at this point that it's going to be quiet, which leads me to think that it's probably going to be very active. Usually every year they say quiet or some sometimes... Most of the times they say it's going to be active. This is the first year I think a lot of experts have said trade line's going to be quiet. They're usually wrong. So I'm going to go the opposite. It could very well be active. So be prepared for a couple names to be traded and be shocked by some of these trades. Because if there's not a lot of value, teams are going to lose out on these. And let's just hope, just hope that your team's not going to pull Cleveland Browns and and get the wrong facts or not even send the facts you know, before the deadline and not get Jimmy G. Just hope that's not your team. So with that being said, that will end this episode. So looking forward to next week, we are going to be doing episode four of the Conspiracy Theory side series, which will be... Uh, Spongebob characters representing the seven deadly sins. And then hopefully the week after that, at that point, I'll open the Google form back up next week and have it open for about two weeks for y'all to bring in some results. And then hopefully after that one, we can do it. So besides that, I hope y'all have a good weekend.